This show is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com. Welcome to I Shouldn't Have to Say This, where we discuss topics we believe deserve some critical and nuanced thinking. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email saythiscast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at saythiscast. And of course, you can go to saythiscast.com to listen to previous episodes. Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to the show. I'm uh, your host, Nicole, and I'm joined here today, as I always am, by my co-host, Genre. Hey, happy holidays. Hey. Yeah. That was unnatural. I mean, and a little what? bit disturbing. What? Oh, I was just saying that you're hey, happy holidays. Hey. <laughs> oh, fellow kids. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> no, happy happy holidays, everybody. Hope everybody had a had a good week last week and everybody stayed the hell home. Thank you. And I hope everybody is going to have a great new year. <laughs> what? You said happy holidays the first day, Craig. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Already this episode's completely off the rails. Ooh, we're um, talking about something serious today. <laughs> it's also funny to me personally, but like <sighs> anyways, um today And I'm just in a mood, so this will be interesting. Yeah. So <laughs> everybody, anyways, um yeah. thanks yeah, for bearing yeah. with us. Question of the day. So Biden has a pretty diverse cabinet. What does that mean for you and I as Americans? Are you are you asking me or is that are you just using that as a transition? Oh, this is Dora the Explorer. Everybody has oh. to answer and then I'll keep going like you answered even if you're wrong. So anyways, oh, okay. everybody, um, there's going to be a lot of ladies and a lot of brown people. That's what it means. Yep. So, there's been much to do about the diversity of Biden's cabinet picks. Uh, many of his picks are historic first, a term that I hate, from <laughs> Alejandro Mayorkas to serve as the Secretary of Homeland Security. The first, and I use this term with quotation marks around it, Latino head of the DHS. Or, why did I? Okay, so I was reading that verbatim from my notes and I was wrong. Mm-hmm. Yep. No. I said the same thing twice. <coughs> My goodness. <laughs> yep. Well, anyways, he's the head of the DHS, uh, right. responsible for the horrible treatment of migrants in this country. And uh, we also have our first openly gay secretary of transportation, Pete Buttigieg. Pretty big deal. Uh, maybe we yes. queers can get um, some free Metro cards. I, <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> Pete gets out on stage. Free public transit for queers <laughs> making under $70,000 a year. <laughs> Queer pass. <laughs> Biden, sh- anyways, Biden sure has some historic firsts. So the question comes, is this a good thing? And if it is a good thing, in what way? Mm-hmm. So that like a little bit might have um, given up my position, but I'm just going to get it out there and say I think it's like kind of a mixed bag. On one side, diversity is good, I guess, and there can be genuine benefits of diversity for the sake of diversity. And also, it should be noted that every single person in Biden's cabinet is, um, with like one or two exceptions, is actually 
qualified for the position that they are holding. And whereas we spent four years with Betsy DeVos, people who just straight up were not performing the duties of their office mm-hmm. will probably get people performing the duties of their office in ways that we don't like, which generally speaking, like nine out of 10 times is better than if they just straight up did nothing or did like the opposite of what you want that that uh, organization to do. Yeah. Uh, anyways, as for I mean, like the, the mixed bag, you know, their mm-hmm. representation does does I, I think does account for a little bit like, you know, like he, him him being gay has re- literally nothing to do with being secretary of transportation unless like he's going to give out those cards, in which case, you know, but yeah, uh, you know, like a, a gay kid could like is seeing a gay person like at at a high level like running for president and um getting into a cabinet like that's not that's not nothing you know that's not yeah nothing. i so i have a little bit of something uh to mm-hmm. say on that note a little bit later but like yeah i think that there's an argument for representation i don't know if i agree with it 100 percent, or i think that it like makes sense for like cabinet picks but um there's definitely <laughs> yeah. that um and diversity can have uh benefits whether it's like instilling trust in a institution from like a, a community that's being served by that person or just bringing different perspectives on things diversity can be a good thing but all of those have caveats i don't really think that it's a good thing if latino migrants trust the dhs more mm. they shouldn't so uh, if Mayorkas was going to instill a sense of trust in that community, I would actually argue that that's a bad thing. But and this is like a smaller scale. But I think that it's actually valuable sometimes when you have people who are serving communities who are either from those communities or look like the people who are from those communities because they can speak to them a little bit better. That's actually something that I didn't think of before. Sometimes diversity and getting people to trust an institution can be bad for that community. But generally speaking, I think that that really depends on what the institution is and what like gaining the trust of a community can do for it. Yeah. So that was going to be a solid notch in the positive category. And now I have to put it into the maybe. But mm. it also gives people who um, are in that community a job like. At its base most level, if you give a black man a job, he has a job. I think often there's this idea that if we hire more people of color than other, then they'll hire more people of color, like trickle down fucking employment. What? No. No, that's a thing, though. A lot of places say if we hire on more black people or more women, then they'll show people that that women or black people can do the job and then they'll hire more people because they'll be more likely to hire more people and everything will be super cool. What we see in the wild, and like I say this from the perspective of somebody who's like seen a lot of different workplaces and uh, heard a lot of stories from like people in managerial or mini- middle management roles, a lot of the time you hire a black person to be the manager and they're just so thankful to be there and scared that other black people will fuck it up for them that they'll try and be the only black person in the entire company. So, I don't know. Mixed bag. I mean, then you also have people like, I'll just say, my mom, who um, 
is uh, in a corporate environment and has been in a hiring position at many places over the years. And she's actually made it her mission to hire a diverse set of people. It's really like a like a mixture of maybe someone like worrying about being like the model minority and uh, like you said, like th- them worried about their position because, you know, like getting a position like that, e- even if 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 it's like, oh, you know, we're going to hire this black dude and you could hire more black guys or whatever, you know, you you have a you have a good job. You don't want to like you, you're constantly worried about racism just screwing everything up because mm-hmm. that's what we live with every day yeah and if another- oh no i have an ice cream cone a white guy might just walk up to me and smack it on the ground and i won't be able to do anything yeah, about it or you're you like know? a black or you're like a black guy in a job and you scrapped your entire life to get into this position and like you're finally there and you yeah. can start doing good work and you're trying to continue to climb to the highest reaches of the company and you're afraid of bringing some guy in who you don't know has the same work ethic as you and them fucking it up. I mean, often this comes yeah. from a sense of like internal bias against their uh, in-group. Like there are a lot of black people who will do it like, well, if I hire another black person, maybe they'll be one of those lazy niggers that won't do the <laughs> work. Like, you know, like they're j- it's it's always coming from somewhere, but it's like it's not great. But. Again, I think that it's kind of a mixed bag in terms of whether it's a good or bad thing or what this does in a material sense. Right. And to continue off of that, if I'm being super cynical, I think that um, choosing this, like, going for, like, all of these historic firsts um, could be a way to glaze our eyes over with like the shiny carrot of diversity while sneaking in some truly awful people into positions of power into biden's cabinet that being said he doesn't need to hide any of that shit uh he could just do it people would still eat that shit up as long as they were credentialed because we just had trump and he hired actual fucking bonobo baboon like bonobos to do jobs uh, uh the, well let's not insult bonobos okay they're you're actually right. pretty cool cool creatures you're right monkeys are better than what's a what's a truly sunfish a bun a fleet of sunfish Ooh. um to do jobs that um they clearly had no fucking business doing so you could hire the most like elite force of evil motherfuckers. And I feel like most people in this country, probably myself included, would feel a sense of relief. <laughs> like, I frankly? mean, that's that's his whole president. That was his whole thing. That's how mm-hmm. he ran. That's what he ran on. Like, I'm not an asshole. Please vote for me. Like, that's pretty much it. No, but even like, if he, he was an asshole. You know, he could be a competent asshole and people would be happy because he was competent. Yeah, I mean, well, that's that's what I'm getting at. Like, I'm I'm not like I'm I'm an actual politician and I can speak and I, I can read something that in, in a voice that's not monotone. Like, I'm not a third grader reading a book report. Like, I'm, I thought like, you were going to say and I can read because <laughs> that's <laughs> actually can definitely read. <laughs> I mean, Joe can I was saying Joe can read. That's a big deal for America. Because <laughs> Trump can't read. Trump can read. No, he can't. He has to be able to, like, sign contracts that, you know, he doesn't screw read over those. brown people. No, I mean, no, it, it, that, it, we're going to get way off track. But, yeah. um, he's, but Joe's he, whole campaign was, I'm not a dickhead. I am a normal 
like politician that you've yeah. that you've known forever vote for me. He didn't really have a lot of policies or uh, really strong views that couldn't be held by other people that weren't held by other people. He was just, I'm middle of the road. You can trust me. You you knew me because yeah. I was like holding this black guy's bag for, for like eight years. Yeah. So, but I, I, you know. Yeah. I was trying to say, though, at my most cynical, I think that you could look at these historic hires and view that as trying to slip in some really bad people. By, mm. like, glazing our eyes over with, like, the shiny carrot of, like, all of these historic firsts. Because there are some real fucking shitheads in his cabinet. Um, I'm sure I don't need to tell you that. But at the same time, I don't think that he has to do that. He could just do it. Because none of the people are, like, patently, like, underqualified for their positions. Right. So I think that this comes from an actual desire to bring diversity into the... um picks for his cabinet i think it's cool he's not a joe's not a like an evil guy or something he's a he's a centrist democrat which you know but he's not like trying to dismantle the country you know Mm -hmm. so it's he's probably that he's one of these people that are like if i choose diverse people that's good yeah and that's and that's what and that's where it stops yeah and I think that it's important for us to be realistic when we talk about, like, what diversity does in a vacuum. So, like, right. as I said, it gives one marginalized person a job, which done over a length of time and with multiple people and deliberately can be pretty cool because then you bring in more people and there are more diverse people. And that can mean more, like, more people have access to jobs that they didn't have access to before. And, like, you know, it's stochastically over time like it would it would be good yeah and it can show people selectively if they're open to that lesson that people of color or like minorities from other communities are capable of doing jobs what a concept crazy but that's just in a vacuum i'm not like i think that you could endlessly complicate this but i won't all i'm gonna say about diversity is that though it's cute and it's nice it doesn't really do anything in isolation to advance a group of people into a better situation you give a black man a high-powered job and nine out of ten times that's the extent of it there's no trickle down employment you give one guy a job you give one guy a job similarly most people don't see a person from a marginalized community performing a job well as like breaking the glass ceiling they see it as either an exception or just a person doing their fucking job this idea that once the first does something, more will follow is kind of fiction. It's just kind of the inevitability and there has to be a first, but there's nothing special about that first person that makes them like a trailblazer. It's just kind of like you, Washington was the first white male president. Did anything about <laughs> like, did he did he shatter any? I mean, I guess by being the first leader of a of the united states he did but like at the same time like there had to be a first one there's nothing specifically special about his identity it's just kind of like you know had to be the first one that guy yeah it's like being the first one just being the first one is one thing being the first one and being really really good at at something that's that's like you know i'm thinking like jackie robinson you know or something like that like being being a a trailblazer but also 
kicking the ass out of the trail is is different from just like oh it's black guys and then probably and probably do the job like (laughs) i don't know (laughs) now if biden's picks become a tradition or some shit like my opinion on that could change but those are the limitations of like skin deep diversity right you give people with different identities a job and then there's like an inspirational argument where like black kids will feel more perhaps like they can do these jobs that they see a person of color doing them and this is getting back to my point. It makes me really uncomfortable to hear this argument that's made about mm-hmm. like TV, uh, TV or like media characters applied to like real people. Like, I know that it's true sometimes, but at the same time, it's weird. If somebody sees like a real person doing something, then they'll feel like they can do it. Like, first of all, there's nothing that should indicate from seeing a different person doing something that should indicate to you that you could do that same exact thing. Like, is it your attitude? Is it what you want to do? Like, there are a lot of steps in between there. It's complicated. And also, I think that that argument just works better in fiction. Because we're talking about real people, and these aren't, like, goddamn Pokemon cards and diversity for the sake of, like, <laughs> showing people diversity. Like, that's not really the job of the government. That's more of the job of good media, you know? Right. Like, if every if the most qualified and most, like, based fucking politicians were white, that doesn't really bother me that much. I don't really care. I care about what they're going to do. I, I And I don't think that the argument is wrong necessarily. I just think it's weird. It makes me feel weird in a way that I can't really parse out at this current moment. I've been thinking about it for like a couple of days and I still can't figure it out. I mean, just like the weirdness that I feel is that people think that that is a benefit that equals their skill. Yeah. Um, like, and, and it's a it's a something that like he's 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 gay and a pol you know like like yeah. they're equal like like someone being gay someone being a woman someone being trans or whatever there that is that is fine and good and they're good and like people they're people are people but you can't take someone's physical or like physical characteristic or or life or life character and and put it up against like experience and how well they can do a job yeah also it's like people like when we like when biden or not when biden when obama was running for president and during his presidency black people kept on saying like maybe he'll do something for black people since he's black like there's actually nothing that he ever said that would indicate that he would do that you just saw that Mm -hmm. he was black and assumed that he would do that and he didn't and no shit he didn't he never said that he would it feels like sometimes people put a lot on people from like marginalized communities to do stuff that they never said they're gonna do like mm-hmm. he Buddha judge is not going to give gay people free public transit <laughs> no shit oh, like like he's not gonna do anything specifically for queer people he's the secretary of transportation and alejandro mayorkas is probably not gonna do anything like super special in the dhs that wouldn't happen if the um head of the dhs wasn't like you know your standard like lib shit white person like what what do you expect them to do materially yeah this being said i don't really care about the identity of any of these people i think that it's kind of like you know a mixed bag biden's cabinet is going to be as good as their actions i'm reasonably happy about the diversity but i do think that it's being talked about way too much and the level of granularity that we're getting to like 
What exact <laughs> what exactly is the benefit of a gay transportation secretary or your entire comms team being like white women? Is that like important to somebody? Like every marketing firm in America has a bunch of fucking women in it because that's where they shove professional women. Um, and like, <laughs> frankly, the transportation, the transportation secretary shit, that seems like, I don't know, I don't want to get conspiratorial on uh, the podcast, but like, you know, not the most important place for a person in, in the cabinet overall, not the most important position. It, that is depending on, on what they are going to do in the in the coming like four years if they do pass a major infrastructure legislation which i highly doubt but there is a possibility then pete is gonna have a lot of responsibility he's yeah it's going I to think, shoot the uh the job like into into the national spotlight yeah so i started out not really thinking that was be that that would be possible but um once pete was announced as the secretary i don't think biden is going to go for that because he would be the wrong choice if you actually wanted to do anything of any import. (laughs) Um, That's a really good point. So that's my take on that. Um, Yeah, I didn't think about that. That's a good point. But also, like, not to mention that sometimes, like, these conversations about a person's identity can obscure, like, the very real problems with their records. For liberals, especially, like, Neera Tandon, there are a lot of legitimate problems that people have with her, like both on the left and on the right. Like everybody hates her. <laughs> and I feel like a lot of the times when I'm just talking to people, they're like, well, she's a black woman. How bad she could, could she be? And I'm like, pretty what? bad. Pretty bad. Is she black? I don't know. Yeah, all black women are just rays of sunshine. And they they'll and they we can just lean on them and and they'll and they'll save everything and it, shut the fuck up. They just do things better. <laughs> I mean, I people. They're just people, and also like if somebody's record is shit and they do things that you don't like, it genuinely doesn't matter like what their racial breakdown is. Really, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, let's put Candace Owen in that job instead. What do you think now? I would do absolutely anything. Like. People I know now listen to this podcast, but just a list of vile, horrific, absolutely <laughs> depraved things for Libs to stop calling things historic firsts. <laughs> it's really weird. It's so weird. Oh my god, it's weird to make such like like the amount of like <laughs> ceremony around like hiring your first black. It's weird. <laughs> just stop. Who cares? <laughs> I don't care about Pete. Like <laughs> Pete's bedroom. Like uh, weird, like, super like, weird. It doesn't I don't matter care. where Pete sticks it when he's thinking about or gets it stick. We don't know. Or yeah, yeah, we don't know, and that's fine. You know. Um, <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it, it has nothing to do with how he's going to run the department of transportation and like i mean that like that alone like uh the the woman that was named interior secretary she is native american that one Uh, was significant because she's dope yeah i mean she's that that's the thing like it's not just because she's descended from 
like first peoples or anything like that. It's because she cares about her community. She has good policy. Like this is, she is eminently qualified for her job. That's why it's a quote unquote historic first, because it's someone, it's a Native American who will, who cares about Native American shit. Yeah. In, in a, in a, in an office that deals with Native Americans. There's no, there's no office of transportation for gay people. Yeah. And even and if it there like, was, it gives, would not be it. Yeah. It really gives me like putting 164th Cherokee on the common app thinking that it will get you into college. Like it's really weird. It's really, <laughs> really weird. Like we're playing Pokemon and I'm going to catch all the historic firsts. Like fuck me, dude. <laughs> weird as shit. It's just people who are going to do a job. Probably like, you know, a good job or a bad job has nothing to do with like anything about them other than like their experience, work ethic and decision making capabilities, which may or may not have something to do with their background and their like it's it it just (laughs) all of this makes my skin crawl. That's what I had to say. It's just Mm. it's weird as shit. It's super strange. Go. God damn it. It's not like. People of color aren't your goddamn Pokemon cards. You're not going to catch them all. It's fine. <laughs> Just hire the most qualified person who you think would do the best goddamn job. Like, if you're not a complete and total racist, that will include some people of color. Mm. Yeah. Shit. But one thing that I that I had, like, some problems with with, with a lot of his picks is, like, if you're going to hire a transportation secretary... Get someone that's been working in public works all their life. Yeah, I really, I hate, like, I know we're hammering home on um, Pete Buttigieg, but he was announced recently when we were recording this. And also, I really hate Pete Buttigieg and think that he's like, yeah, not not, qualified to do almost anything. Yeah, but he's he's a mayor of a city that is slightly larger than the city I live in. Which is in western goddamn Massachusetts. Also, it's a shithole city. It is. And it got worse under his leadership. Like his steward his his stewardship was not a positive for South Bend. Is that what it's called? Uh South Bend, Indiana. I think South Bend, right. yeah. And yeah. uh but but Nicole, he 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 created that that smart sewer system. I'm gonna shoot myself in the head. <laughs> also just i feel like it makes no sense that he would be uh nominated for this position unless you remember that biden would have lost the primary if he hadn't dropped out yeah he so would there's an interesting yeah. connection there and i'm not gonna like draw any conclusions because i feel like i would need to do a lot more research in order to say anything like super substantive and i don't want to give anybody like any sort of like conspiratorial ideas but at the same time like there's something weird going on there yeah (laughs) so that's that's the episode i think So now comes the time of the show where we talk about uh, good stuff that is happening and things that are making us happy and things that are making, you know, this horrifying hellscape that we live in uh, a little brighter. So, Nicole, what you got? So I have 
something this week that makes me um, oscillate between kind of happy and also profoundly and um, immeasurably depressed. And that is that I started playing um, League of Legends again. Um, Yeah, you did. Yeah. Um, And um, League of Legends, if you need an introduction to that, I suggest you Google it. Not going to do it here. Um, Is a game that I have a lot of history with. I started playing it as a freshman in college. It was a pretty enjoyable time. Got super tilted, had an account. Um, decided like a few years ago that I was going to free myself of that burden. I completely deleted my account, so it's completely gone. Um, so I started a new account a while ago, and I started playing again. And um, it's been kind of fun, actually. Um, nice. I'm, I'm doing pretty well, all things considered. And also, it feels like the community is slightly less toxic, or my ability to deal with it has improved during my break because like i'm actually having fun with it um it's pretty good i play a lot of fucking tree people you have a variety of trees to choose from i play ivern (laughs) who's a tree and i play maokai who's a tree um and um so tree people you're uh, playing the you're playing the trees there yeah I, i got trees i think there's another tree person that i play but i can't remember it off the top of my head but um i play Super uh, trees right now. uh yeah i'm just i'm just really into fucking trees right now i like i like the trees yeah all right that's, that's what makes me happy what what do you got um well, uh jama <laughs> you know one of those things <laughs> one of the we know each other by so many names yeah. um so uh my so as of this recording, it would be like it's after it's after the uh, Christmas. Um, my friend uh, Naima, who is a mod on on my channel, um, good friend, uh, friend of the show. She bought me The Outer Worlds. Yeah, uh, this is a game that came out last year on specifically on Epic. So obviously I did not purchase it because fuck Epic. Um, but uh, it's been on Steam for a little bit, and I've been waiting for it to go on sale. And the Steam holiday sale is, I believe it would still be going on as as this goes up. Uh, it is basically Fallout. It's like someone made someone made Fallout Three, uh, but but Better. now, yeah. It, it and Fallout Three is honestly one of my favorite games. I love Fallout Three. I've, Three. I played through it like maybe like five times. Listen, you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I I really love the character interaction and the and the story, how the story progresses, uh, all of the 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 lore and everything that goes into it. Like if you go really deep into different conversations with people, um, I know that the there is there's a like a morality system that basically has no effect on your gameplay. So I mean, usually I play like a sniper kleptomaniac so that's fun but the outer world really is scratching that itch that i haven't been able to find since you know like new vegas i wasn't really into follow new vegas uh fallout 4 was fine but uh this one is really really well done it looks really great the characters and the stories like um <laughs> it's funny for this episode this like there's a there's a gay woman in it on your crew <laughs> a gay person you know like whatever but um it's really 
it's really well done and I'm having a hell of a time with it. Uh, and I'm really glad that I'm able to play it. Um, so if you like Fallout 3, bugs and all, so many bugs, then, uh, then you'd like Outer Worlds. I'm reading because you like Fallout 3 and not even New Vegas. I, the thing about New Vegas is I liked it, but there was too much crafting. Cause I'm not real, I don't really like crafting. And I had to make bullets. I would tell you if you wanted to scratch your itch and also like contemplate suicide, you could try, um, Cyberpunk. <laughs> See, Cyber, I am plan- planning on getting on Cyberpunk when it goes on sale in a few months yeah. when it's done. I dislike it. When it's a finished game. Yeah, um, my brother bought me a Stadia and um, Cyberpunk, (laughs) two things I did not want for Christmas, um, which was Stadia, our uh, first episode. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So I own that now. And I have been playing Cyberpunk and like it is actually fucking infuriating. There's like a bug where you can't reload. um, And there's a bug where... um, you can't switch any of your goddamn gear, um, and uh, <laughs> I hate it very much. But also, it kind of reminds me of my first experience of playing Fallout 3, which wasn't pleasant, mm. so... Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, that sucks. You know, like, uh, like I uh, I had some bugs in Fallout 3 when I first started, but it wasn't completely game-breaking. I know there were, like, some games that I really, really love that, um, one of my friends, uh, like, I was like, you should get this! And they are like, I tried playing this. It crashed three times while I was trying to play it. I'm like, oh. Yeah. You know, like, so, so, our, our formative experiences with, with different, uh, subgenres and different games is, you know, I'm not gonna say, like, you're stupid for not like it, but still. Um, mm-hmm. it's, uh, Fallout 3 in in my gaming history is is really uh is re- was really um a big uh factor in games that I enjoy I that I enjoyed since so I am planning on getting Cyberpunk like when it's an actual complete game when they finish it mm-hmm. instead of like now um my friend who loves the Cyberpunk genre who loves deep storytelling like and apparently she's writing a novel and she, and the the game kind of hits on some story beats that she is over the moon about it. So cool. there I think that once it's done again, it is not a complete game right now, but once it's done, I think it will be a really a really good play. It's just there are so many bugs with it, especially on Stadia and other mm-hmm. other older consoles. Like well, Stadia is actually year. perfect. Oh really? It actually I runs it was buggy. No, no, no. It runs pretty well on Stadia. Oh okay. I thought there was. I thought you were saying there was a bug that you couldn't reload or something. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like it doesn't bugs. run perfectly on anything, but I think that it runs yeah. on Stadia comparable to like a newer, newer uh, console. Ah, I gotcha. So it's just it's just not. It's a just a fucking game. mess on everything. It's just a mess. <laughs> it's just a complete mess. So yeah, but um, I am planning on getting that. Uh, I think it will. I think it will scratch that itch as well. Um, mm-hmm. but Outer Worlds is just really, really great. 
And so thank you so much for listening to I Shouldn't Have to Say This. If you want to contact us, if you want to uh, suggest anything or you have any thoughts or anything like that, you can do that in a few different ways. You can email us, saythiscast at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at saythiscast and give us a follow. You can look in the show notes of this episode. There is a comment link. So if you want to comment on uh, what you would what you're thinking then there you go (laughs) and of course you can go on your podcast app like apple Podcasts and everything leave us a review we would love to see your reviews and it really helps us out get the word out to the to the people if you want to listen to us on any various services we are on pandora we're on amazon google stitcher stitcher all the good places so check that out nicole where can we find you online? And I know there's a special thing that we can talk about, about you being online. Um, that's alarming. So um, I uh, <laughs> am on Twitter, as always, at Jack of Three Trades. That's three is in the number. And um, I'm going to start streaming soon on Twitch under the same name, Jack of Three Trades. Um, I have some stuff to do in terms of like figuring out the scheduling and like what works for me and... Um, what works for the way that people interact with Twitch. Um, but um, I think that I'm going to be streaming like pretty substantially, like maybe every day uh, to start off. I'm going to shoot wow. for um, and I'm going to be streaming probably from two o'clock uh, central time to four or five. Like I have to leave at six o'clock central time, but like anywhere between those times, I'll probably be live if I feel like it, unless I have things to do. I still have to think about this. So um, if you go over to that place and you uh, to Twitch and you um, follow me, then you'll probably get some sort of notification of when I go live or um, when I set my goddamn schedule, which I will do soon. Um, I'm gonna start streaming in full in the new year because the holidays are kind of ooh-woo, fucky-wucky, but I might go <laughs> live a couple of times um, after this pod, this episode releases. It's really... It, it, uh, you had a test stream, and I thought it was a lot of fun just watching you play like this random game where you just broke stuff. So it was really great. Yeah, I'm gonna um, play more of that. Yes, do it. If you want to get the music for this episode, uh, we had something a little different for the holidays. So we started with Super Mario Sleigh Ride, and uh, right now you're he- hearing Solstice, both by Mustin. If you want to get his music, then you can go to store.mustinenterprises.com. I shouldn't have to say this is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, you can go to planetsidepodcast.com. many places over the years and she's actually made it her mission to hire a diverse set of people i mean she also wants to hire the most highly qualified are jesus dude we know your your dick is tiny we all small dick (laughs) men are kings but also like are you compensate like you took the muffler off that bitch i know that you did we all know that you did so and make the loud noise and we all know that it's to overcompensate for your lack of self-esteem. Anyways.